teacher life. We are surrounded by the idea that it's the tired life, the no time for me life, the life we chose. We're supposed to love it and live it and breathe it, all while still actually living the rest of our lives. We should put ourselves last, be the first one in the building and the last one to leave. Can you say teacher of the year? Although teaching is the career we chose, the idea that it should be our whole life is something I'm super passionate about. I'm putting a stop to the idea that being a teacher who is supposed to give and give and never take is what being a teacher is all about. The idea that teaching is a career with no boundaries and no balance has to stop. I'm on a mission to help you lessen the teacher stress, overwhelm, and the guilt that weighs on you. I want you to not only be the best teacher you can, but the best you that you can, because you deserve it. Join me in conversations about self-care, simplicity, and all things avoiding overwhelm that will lead to a life filled with more joy, time, and energy. I'm Marissa Rader, and this is The Teacher Haven. Hey, thanks for being here today for episode three of The Teacher Haven Podcast. I want to start with a question. Which of these statements about self-care is true? Self-care is monthly massages, manicures, pedicures, and facials. Option number two, there's only one type called pampering yourself. Number three, it's selfish to take time for yourself. The truth is that the answer is none of them. Does that surprise you? If I'm being real with you, it almost embarrasses me to admit that I used to believe they were all true. I thought self-care was just about relaxing activities. It was all about pampering yourself, sleeping in, and taking baths. Self-care was selfish. Everyone depends on me, and I need to be there for them first. I was definitely one of those people that would ignore the airline recommendation of putting my own mask on before helping others. But then I dove into the specifics and started to research it more. I discovered that self-care goes way deeper than just the pampering activities that people tend to associate it with. On today's episode, I'm here to teach you what I've learned so you can continue to care for and teach your students. You will become more emotionally available for your family, all while keeping your cup full. Who doesn't want to get rid of those anxious feelings that teachers so often feel? Taking care of you not only helps you maintain your identity as an individual, it allows you to have enough left over to give the ones you love. I don't know about you, but when I was teaching, I would come home and tell my husband, I am so tired of only having leftover mom for my own kids. I would give all day long to anyone who needed it. And by the time I got home, they got just what was left over, which most days was not very much at all. So you're probably wondering what self-care really is if it's not just pampering yourself. Self-care is any activity that you deliberately do in order to take care of your mental, emotional, or physical health. Although it's a simple concept in theory, it's something we often overlook Good self-care is key to improved mood and reducing your anxiety. It's also key to being able to form healthy relationships with yourself and with others. Knowing what self-care isn't might be even more important than knowing what it actually is. It is not something that we force on ourselves or something that you don't enjoy doing. Self-care is something that refuels you rather than takes from you. It's not a selfish act either. 
It's not only what we need, it is about knowing what we need to do in order to take care of ourselves, which in turn helps us take care of our students and our families. Meaning if I don't take enough care of myself, I won't be in the place to give to my loved ones either. When I think about self-care and how society portrays self-care, it makes me think that I should be into meditation and yoga and maybe I should start CrossFit because everyone in the world is clearly doing CrossFit. And the thing is, is that some of those things don't excite me. I, they feel like a chore. They make me feel terrible when I'm not doing them because I don't enjoy it. So then that's the first thing that I cut out of my routine. But in reality, self-care, sometimes self-care is things like budgeting because in the long run it does make you feel better. But we'll get to that in a minute. But surface level self-care should not make you feel terrible about yourself. You should want to do it and enjoy doing it, but it should never make you feel less of a person when you do it or when you don't do it. When I was talking about budgeting as self-care, you were probably thinking, this lady's crazy, but self-care is any activity that you enjoy and will benefit your well-being. Okay, so pampering yourself with massages and facials can certainly be considered a self-care. If you enjoy them and they make you feel renewed, it's self-care. If those don't appeal to you, there are many other forms. In fact, there's actually six different types of self-care. Emotional, spiritual, practical, mental, physical, and social self-care. And I know there's some variations on this, but these are the six that I find are the most encompassing to people's personalities and their needs and what they want in their lives. So physical self-care is just that. Anything that requires you to exert a little bit of physical activity, taking a walk during your lunch breaks, getting a workout in, but it also means sleeping eight hours at night staying hydrated. That is taking care of your physical body. So although I don't enjoy drinking water all day long, staying hydrated is definitely something that I make time for because I know in the long run it makes me feel better physically. The second one I want to talk about is mental self-care, which is just what it sounds like also. Reading a book, solving a puzzle, playing chess, going to a museum, Anything that really gets your brain going, maybe it's, you know, doing some other sort of strategy game. I am not one for playing chess, but man, I love a good book. I also love the game Clue because I get to solve the mystery. (laughs) But you get what I mean. Anything that kind of stimulates your brain is going to be that mental self-care. The third type is emotional, which could be anything from seeing a therapist to writing in a journal. Maybe it's creating art or just listening to music. Anything that gets your emotions in check and just kind of brings you back to yourself. That's what emotional self-care is. The fourth type is spiritual. And this is where meditation and yoga fall into place. Um, Going to a place of worship, being in nature, dedicating time for self-reflection. Those are all part of your spiritual or your soulful side of your self-care. 
Um, number five is practical self-care, which is creating a budget, like I talked about earlier. Taking professional development classes and organizing your closet is another way to have practical self-care. I don't personally get joy from the physical act of cleaning my house, but I can tell that my anxiety starts to creep higher and higher the longer my house has clutter in it or the longer that it stays dirtier than I like it. And so for me, taking the time every night to spend 10 minutes just decluttering off the counter and the downstairs area so when I walk down in the morning, it's nice and clean, that's actually practical self-care to me. So even though it seems like it could be considered a chore, if it in the long run plays a positive part in your self-care routine, then it's worth it. And the last type I wanna talk about is social self-care today. So meeting friends for brunch, going on a date, making time to call your mom regularly. I know that I called either my mom or my dad every day on my commute home from work just because it just, it made me feel better. It made me, um, it's just that personal connection that I was missing throughout the day when I was go, go, go at school. And I finally would have time in the car on the way home to just have a conversation with them while I was making that 20 minute drive. I know that if you're listening to this in the year 2020, which you all are right now, you know that social self-care is not one that's coming easily to us. I want you to um, just keep trying to fit it in the best you can, um, whether that's meeting up with your friends via Zoom and having a drink at night with them once a week, or um, I'm starting a virtual book club, just so that people can continue to have those human interactions. And although they are not ideal, not being in person, we still, thrive on human interaction and we need it. And so I would encourage you to keep adding that social self-care to your routine the best that you can. And now I know you're thinking, wow, six types, that's a lot. How am I supposed to fit all of that in? I'm so busy already. But don't worry, you don't have to practice all six types to see success. I want you to start off by just exploring one area. This will help you determine what you enjoy and what you don't. And if you're like me, eventually I got to the point where I didn't even know who I was and what I enjoyed anymore. When I was in high school and college, I lived for competitive sports. I played college volleyball and basketball, and it was just such a big part of my life that when I finally grew up and got married and had kids, I didn't even know what I enjoyed anymore. And it turned out my interests had changed. I now do enjoy a little bit of yoga and some silence and meditation and journaling. Things that if you would have asked me in college what I enjoyed, I would have told you never. You would not catch me journaling if my life depended on it. And now it's one of my favorite daily activities that I've built into my routine. So don't be a turnip in my husband's words. He's notorious for his little words of wisdom. If you haven't tried it, you simply can't say you don't like it is his famous line to our kids. I had no idea that I would enjoy mindfulness and yoga as much as I do, but I gave it a shot and now I love it. So don't worry if you think you're supposed to like something and you don't, at least you gave it a try. 
you may not like the same things that I do and that's okay. It's the beauty of how we live our lives here that we get that choice and not everybody has to do the same types of self-care and enjoy the same things. And just remember that self-care isn't selfish. By taking care of your own mental and physical health, you're able to take care of others more. If you struggle with taking time for yourself to practice self-care, ask yourself this question. Who depends on me? For me, it's my husband, my kids, and, and my members, the, the teachers that come to me and ask for support and that I offer resources to. I am able to be the best version of myself when I take care of me. They will be the first to tell you when I follow my morning and nightly routines and make time for other activities like reading and journaling, everyone in my life is much happier, not just me. My husband made the comment to me just the other day. He was like, wow, I can just see such a difference in the last couple years here, how much happier you are. And don't get me wrong, we're not happy all the time. That's physically impossible. But he said, when you are happy, that pure joy that's on your face is just so much better than it used to be. And we both know the value of taking time for ourselves is what really made that difference for me and for my family. So if you're ready to dive in, I created a quiz that uses your personality to determine which types are best suited to you and your needs. So to take the quiz, I want you to go to www.marissarader.com slash quiz and find out what your ideal self-care type is. I would even love for you to hit me up on Instagram and tell me what results you get because I love finding out more about my listeners. Thank you so much for being here today and I cannot wait to see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for hanging out with me and just in case you didn't know, there's a community that has been created just for you. It's centered around the Teacher Haven episodes and is designed to help you take action and implement all the goodness. I want you to be a part of it, so head on over to marissarader.com slash Facebook group. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you would like to learn more about me and how I can help you ditch the overwhelm, how you can implement all these things and more into your teacher life to make it simpler, happier, and more balanced, head to marissarader.com. There's free downloads, programs, and courses to help you live your best life. I'm always cheering you on. See you next time.